Hey everybody, this is Alex Kelly back here with another episode of Furloughed Film Talks here next to my brother. What's up everybody? We are back on a busy Tuesday of movie news. A lot going on. We got a lot of movies coming out. Uh, a lot of movies not coming out in theaters though, which is unfortunate. But Well, for a while. For a bit. So uh, the news that has come out recently about uh, Tenet, AMC, Cinemark, we'll get to that in a minute. We're going to re- review two different things today. Uh, first will be Last Chance You, uh, season five, the final episode or final season of uh, football. So yep. we will talk about that. And then we will talk about an Orlando Bloom movie. Yes, Romans. It was known internationally. This yes. actually came out 2017, just made its way to uh, U.S. market. Mm-hmm. So uh, here it is known as Retaliation. Retaliation. With Orlando Bloom. Um, and Janet and Montgomery. Okay, yeah, with her. Yes. She's in New Amsterdam, if right, you've ever watched yeah. New Amsterdam on NBC. So we'll talk about that. Cool yes, movie. so that's the, the two things we're going to uh, talk about uh, movie movie and TV show-wise. Um, but first, it seems like we talk about it every episode, and we're going to continue the streak of, of Tenet talk. Okay. Tenet talk is just anytime we have anything to do with Tenet. Well, there is actual news. Like, there is important yeah. news to, like, But, go like, there's over, news so... every week at this point. Like, I know. Legitimately, like, it's... Which is fine. It's good. Like, you know. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good, good, good. It's, but, like, at this point, it's getting kind of old. Because now we're yeah. talking about driving to Chicago or flying to Chicago to see this movie. We're not, we're not. I'm talking about doing that because Tenet has announced that they are going to, or Warner Brothers has announced that Tenet is going to be released on August 26th in international markets. And then a week later on Labor Day weekend in select U.S. cities. So nowhere in Texas. Shit. There is going to be Tenet in the United States. So they've released kind of what their timetable was. They're rolling very different version of what a movie release usually is. And what I think every article I read was this will have a longer theatrical run than any you know, most movies these days because they usually try to get them to VOD. But like, oh, yeah, they'll leave this in theaters until like every single theater in the U.S. has had it or every single market in the U.S. has had it. Yeah. Right? So it's going to be this like weirdly long release type of yeah. thing where it's like, I'm going to tell you right now, I I don't care really where it is. Like, I'm going to go to that fuck unless it's like the only place it is is New York where we like legitimately can't get into a city or go into without being quarantined that's yeah i was gonna say yeah. like wherever it is like i'm willing to fly and go like go fucking see it like i think it's like, that like just because of the show did probably. the way they like put this out there did they say like hey uh we're gonna do this like state by state or like how granular do you think they'll go because like oh, city by city so like then there will definitely be cities in texas no, that'll be dude, fine because like there's not super, gonna... listen super rural cities like that don't have any cases i don't think they're gonna do rural cities like i think it's gonna be completely like big metropolitan areas like the biggest areas they can get them into right to start and it's not gonna be a thing where it's like oh hey like Long well, I mean, but Texas I think, like, fine, I'm just like, saying that the more rural Texan cities will get it quicker than, like, we will but here. wouldn't that be a terrible idea? Because then all of a sudden, like, everybody from Dallas, Houston, like, all the people who have been sick I mean, flood I these I be, fucking, I like... I there's enough people that are, like, <laughs> just fucking maniacs like, like we are. We are so. Yeah, like I am, that I'm just like, hey, fuck this noise, like, yeah. wherever it is, like, I'm like, just gonna I, go. I'm, I don't think we're gonna have to fly anywhere. Like, I'm down to go see it somewhere, but I don't want to fly. No, like, I'm... I'm hardcore. You know, like you get on a plane, like this thing is like contracted through the, the air. air, so like you're getting in a sealed tube with, like, more than likely someone that has it. At this point, I will put the bounty of my life upon the feet of Christopher Nolan. I'm sure the fucking middle schoolers that you're about to, you know, take into your stead would be fucking ecstatic to hear that bud yeah i don't think the middle schoolers i'm about to teach are gonna give a shit about what i say really unless i really connect with them right let's not go down that road uh of my own personal life what you really spring it up for a second i just want to make sure i'm in shot just you're back probably here. somewhat which one was it was it this like green Ooh. yeah it's a green thing yeah you're oh, in sure. shot yeah you're good yeah okay uh we're, we just look like we're chilling yeah we're just chilling so, <laughs> um 
No, like I, I think at this point it's such it's it might be such an event that like I just don't care where I see it. I kind of just want to take part in what's going to happen wherever it is. Like I think it's going to be that type of event. Okay. So what what are you trying to do? <laughs> I don't want to see myself on camera, dude. All right. Well, answer like what I was what I'm saying then. What what are you saying? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Well, you're saying I'm saying it's... like it's become such an event. I get, I get, yeah, yeah. And so, so it's like doing this, like if if we want to commit to the bit of this show, hmm. <laughs> I just feel like if I want to take this opportunity or like take this like advantage of what we're doing and put it to something where like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, like I just don't want to miss out on it. Like I think there's things in my life that I said like, oh, that would have been kind of cool, and then just like didn't do. And right. This, this yeah. is the type of thing where it's like fuck everything like yeah risking corona you know but like i'm gonna be smart yeah risking coronavirus you're not tenant you you fucking drive me crazy we go out in public though you're not you're not smart like shh become be smart with me you don't follow procedure i'm so scared if you go to that fucking middle school bro like you can't imagine like i know what you're gonna do you're gonna walk in touch like you're not you're gonna forget there's gonna be points in the day where you forget what's going on you're just gonna like Start touching shit and not like. Yeah, it's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, bro. And then like. You know what you should do? What What should I do, Ryan, for the job I haven't even signed a contract yet? You for? really, you really should just wear a mask like, a hundred percent of the time you're in the school. That way you can never touch your face, so it doesn't matter what you touch. Oh, I was gonna do that anyways. But like, you can wear it always. Yeah. Okay. And then you hand sanitize anytime you're gonna take it off ever. <laughs> I'd have to get in such a, like, m- mental place of just, like, like Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to do, like, a training boot camp. No, we're like, not, Ryan. We're going to simulate, like, you're teaching a class for three days, and I'm going to continuously whack you with, like, a... I'm going to be, like, China Mama, like, smacking you in the, in the fucking shins for... If anybody hasn't picked up on this yet, I'm not really furloughed anymore. I guess I could make that announcement as of today. No. Hopefully. Yeah, right? as hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> There's a small... Yeah, don't, like, don't put it out there yet. I mean... It's today. Like, we'll see. If yeah, I, but you still, like... It, if, by the time that this is out, I'll have, like, gone... Either yes. I'll have gone through the meeting, and then it'll be fine. We won't, we'll have... Gone. Okay, but if, like... It Future Alex will know. Thursday, you might have a huge mea culpa where yeah, you're, like, like... Just tell everybody what's actually happening. Yeah, shit. Behind the scenes, guys, I... There's some documents yeah, he may or may I not be able to find. find but he I definitely have, can't find. I have the outline of them. Which is weird, so I'm gonna have to take another document in. You have for the, the outline job. of it? You have like a stencil? Yeah. No, no, so like literally they send the document that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They send an entire sheet, but like a quarter of it is what you actually take. So like the card that you take, that's what a quarter of it is. But the rest oh. is like all, and it's the same exact paper. And it has your like address on Does it. Have your, the, the number's not on that though. Mom, <laughs> Mom wrote mine on there. <laughs> dude, that might work, dude. That might fucking work. Yeah. So just like, take, and like, take the other document that I'm talking about and take that as well, and just be like, hey, like, you here's my certificate I've worked for the last four months to get. Yeah. Here's all the other stuff I have. Like, why don't you take a trip up to Plano? You can clearly see I've been in this yeah. country. I've all. lived here my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. I have a podcast yeah. that talks about it now. If don't, anybody don't does, tell him, don't don't tell them that. Uh, if don't. anybody knows or cares, I'm gonna be a teacher soon. Don't see the school district. I will though. not. Where is somewhere in this area? Very excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's been a long road since I got furloughed to this point, and yeah, I'm super excited about so, it. When did you get furloughed? When was March 25th. Okay. What did you do for that whole month? From March 25th to April 25th? No, until from March 25th to, like, May 4th. Um, I started in on getting hired. So I, got my, I had my interview the first week of April with the such and such, and... Um, this is some exciting podcasting. They <laughs> hired me, and then I started on the road of like trying to get my certificate, which you know was yeah. yeah. So you hellish. started you started that in April. Yeah, so I started that in April, but like literally a week before I got hired by the school district, I started the website that was Furloughed Film Talks. Okay. And I wrote a couple like articles and different things, and I started buying DVDs. And it was around the time that we had to rehab that one unit. Wait, so, wait like, when was um 
uh like when did you launch the website like what uh it would have been march probably 28th i think it was two days after, i think it was 27th it was two days after i got furloughed oh because okay. i had the name and then i was like okay that's fucking hilarious just go make the website okay and then ran and kind of did a couple different you know in reviews of shit and just was like looking up trailers and it was bullshit and then you came to me about mid-april and we're like we should just do a podcast yeah okay and i never thought about doing podcasting and then when you said that it seemed a lot easier than just writing a lot of stuff like i love writing but it's a hell of a lot harder yeah there's a lot more anxiety that goes into it whereas this it's like i can say something and i know immediately like you want to hey, talk about anxiety, Alex? No, I don't at all. <laughs> I'll have that anxiety moment and then immediately be able to say, like, okay, I can explain what I'm trying to say. Whereas, like, writing, you've put shit in concrete. Yeah. And then yeah. you don't really have much say how it's interpreted. There's a very different mindset. Have you ever tried, that like, uh, like, I mean, we need to get back on topic soon so we're not here all night. We're, we're 10 minutes in. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm leaving this all in, by the way. Have you ever done, like, just like talking to a tape recorder and then like try to then that's a like, call forward then i type it type it into you know listen to it and then turn it into like what written dialogue instead of like trying to sit there and like form your thoughts into written dialogue no because my writing process has never been like oh i'm gonna sit here and think about what i'm about to type like it's right. quite literally like it's really developed you know it's, it's completely just like if i have a thought it's right that like it's completely like my head is into sentence composure okay and so it's completely like this is next 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 and if i ever stop it's okay what am i trying to say break that down into here's beginning middle end or like here's how it's gonna start yeah if i can get that start seriously like if my writing style if i can get the start everything comes after i don't need to know what the middle or ending is i just know how to start and i get there at the end by typing there's no it's right. con- it's everything you comes write better out in that typing moment. or like handwriting typing yeah because with handwriting it, it almost feels like the pencil could break something could snap like there you then you have to go to a next line like with your hand and you you lose if it's this when you end at one sentence right what happens you have to pick the pencil up and put it down and then continue writing. There's that yeah. stop where you cannot continue your train of thought writing. Whereas right. typing, it does it automatically where it catches up with your, your fingers. Right. Every Everything, it's literally, you can, can just continue typing yeah. nonstop. I just, like, whenever I'm probably better at, at doing the typing, but, like, just whenever like I stare at a computer screen, like my creative process like shuts down. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's like really hard you, to like. You look at it and you think everything else that has come across that screen. Yeah, because like the majority so of the time I use yeah. analytical things. Yeah. Not... Whereas literally, I just I'm looking at the white page and I have the idea of what I'm writing. Yeah. And seriously, if I get that first stamp like start, it's boom, 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 boom. And if I ever stop, it's just like, okay, like, where am I? Mm-hmm. How do I start back up? And then just keep going. Like, yeah. It's very, which is what, I don't want to get off on a tangent. We really have already, but screw it. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty. Whatever. I've always never, everybody kind of always tells me, like, oh, you're good at writing. And to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my head just because when I'm writing, it's quite literally just, like a flow yeah it's just a flow it's literally just like okay here's the prompt here's what i'm thinking or here's an idea mm-hmm. start go and it, it just well, boom, yeah i mean that's a sign of someone like who's really good at something they do because, yeah and like, i i don't yeah and it it, it kind of sucks because i feel like a dick who sometimes is just like oh yeah i'm just not good at writing and everybody else is like no you are and it's like okay I oh yeah i don't I, understand that and so yeah i know what you mean yeah um Cool. Which is why I want to do more screenwriting. I'm looking into classes, but... Doing screenwriting, period. Yeah. Which, you know what? You find a fucking class like that in anything that's film or photography oh, yeah. related. No, there's a lot. There's a lot I will online. fucking do it with you. Let's... Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do. I want to do it... I no, wanna, no, 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 no. I want to go in a classroom, though. It has to be oh, in a classroom. shit. Okay. Here's what I was going to say. We've got a lot of listeners in Mountain View, California, <laughs> and San Jose, California. There's another guy I need to shout out as well because he a follows. A guy or 
Is it definitely a guy? It's a guy. It's a guy okay. on Instagram. Right. He followed us on Instagram. I told him I would shout him out. I also wanted to shout out a couple of people from high school. I'll pull that up in a second. Um, but people in California, get this like online schools to come talk to us because we want to take their classes and we'll give them shout outs and sponsor. Like we'll just like literally be corporate whores for them if they'll let us take their classes go for it if, so if you have any idea at all how to do that i mean these poor people could be fucking accountants for, i have no clue like, yeah you have no clue but la film school they do something online so oh, are there any, like <laughs> like juco film shit we could do baylor has a program here uh i don't know yeah they probably do somewhere in dallas yeah you have no idea, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just assuming. I've seen a Baylor, not the hospital, but like a Baylor University All right. uh, building. All right. Well, cool. that'd be fun. Anyways. I'm very interested in learning more about Back that. to Tenet. We just we just took people on a ride of our own lives. Yeah. Um, your life. Yeah. I needed to talk about that. Uh, what? The school? Just everything. Okay. Everything's been a whirl. Yeah. Tenet, though. Yeah. Is this Adam's shot? God, dude. Fuck. Okay. Carry on. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm excited for this movie. We've been excited for it for a fucking. We're literally excited because yeah. we keep talking about it. But um, yeah, I hope we don't have to drive or get a hotel somewhere. I still know, like, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. I don't know. They have, to, <laughs> they have to make so much money off this movie, and I don't know. I don't think what was the budget it. again? It was like 250 or something. Bro, the... Yeah. Like, they... Do you remember, like, when did they shut down the marketing for it? They never did. Like, yeah, okay, then, like... Oh, no, they the... have. They have for sure. Like, the marketing's... Like, the last couple weeks, Yeah. So okay. probably like a week ago, like when they 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 said the um, indefinite. This release. movie has to be like a half a million dollar, oh, at least. They've said it's going to take eight hundred million dollars to basically earn a profit for Warner Brothers. They have to gross eight hundred million dollars for this just to turn a profit. Like that's insane, and the way that they're going about this, and I'm not saying it's not right. I mean, they'll... but. They don't have a roadmap for it, so they're just making this shit up, and I, they're they're not going to make eight hundred million dollars. And I think they kind of know that at this point. It's just moved to next year, dude. And they're just like, man, it's fuck it, fucking, I, dude. Like, yeah, like your your ideas last episode were fucking great, and they're just not. They just want it out, and they don't really want to try anything really gimmicky. They're just like, let's fucking put it out. Yeah. In random cities and random you know fucking countries. And just I mean, see if, they if it's going to be good and it have run, it out there. If they let it run through Christmas, it could make... I think it, I think it will make $800 million back. How... Okay, they keep saying that it's going to be out for, like, a long period of time. Like, multiple months. How, like, yeah. a year? Like, do they just, like, let it be in theaters? Can't be in theaters a year. It's got to be, like... I would expect it to, like, start leaving in, sometime in January. Yeah, I could see that. I just don't like, and that's super long. Like that starts in September and goes all the way to January, but the, mm-hmm. even probably further than that because the Academy Awards start later this year. So probably through like February or March, just to kind of run into the lead up to the Oscars. I don't know. I mean, I don't like. They it's probably such will, an insane like thing that they're but they will, having to do. They will be able to do it because like since so many movies have been delayed, like. There's not going to be much in theaters, really. There's not going to be much, in, like, released. So the theaters will have open spots. They can keep Tenet in one or two theaters, like, indefinitely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they can legitimately like, do it for as go, long like, as they want. We'll go see it two times, for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. No, I'll so, see this at least, if not three times. Like, serious film people will definitely see this two or three times. Because it's, like, it's, it's just going to be a masterpiece. Like... It's, it's going to be insane. These it's are one of those types movie. of movies that's like, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be something Something in it is going to be good. No, something in it's going to be one of the craziest things you've ever seen on film. Yeah. From Christopher right. Nolan, like, something in it is going to change cinema. Right. And so that's that's what we've got ready for it. So, 
Cool. I'm going to do a couple shout-outs real fast. Okay. You, you, as a transition. You carry on. I'm going to check my work email. That's fine. We have okay. a guy on Instagram. I'm not going to say his, like, Instagram name. I'm just going to kind of hold it up to the camera. It's something... Um, it's not working. Uh, Zane the Emo Mermaid or something. I don't know. That's what we're trafficking in these days, Ryan. He followed us on Instagram, so thank him. Uh, but also thank... What? Wait, what? He liked us. He followed us on Instagram. Who is it? Uh, this person. What's up, man? All right, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So thank him for. Wait, why? Why are we? He followed us on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank him for following us. You're gonna uh, have to explain it later. Yeah, I will. Okay. So thank you also to Madison Wisdom who has liked a lot of our stuff on Instagram. Kayla Palmer as well. Uh, Jane Lee. Anyways, last chance you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Let's talk some... The final season of the football. The football edition yeah. of Last Chance Un. So, this takes place in Laney College, Oakland, California. Yeah. By far the best season, and we can actually talk shit that happened. And last time when we talked, we will put the link in the description of the non-spoiler talk... But we talked about a theme that happened. There were four dads. They're all fucking weird. Four? Three, maybe? I think no. Yeah, there's four. Okay. There's dad who was in prison. Who okay. just wasn't around. He's not really in it, but... Okay, maybe not all weird. But uh, one kid who went to Oregon State, or his brother went to Oregon State, their dad was shot. And kind of... Was he in prison or something? He, yeah, I think, or he like wasn't around all the time. Yeah, he fucked off on him. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah he did. And then uh, the one whose dad, um, the fuck did his dad do? Oh, his dad beat the shit out of his mom. Who? The white kid, RJ. RJ. Yes. Okay. And the one who had uh, like the pedophile grandmother. Yes, the gra- pedophile grandfather and sexual abuser mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so gotcha. all around fucked up family. That was the probably the worst. Yeah. And then Dior Walker Scott, whose dad was making him dress up as a girl and going to school and like and beating the shit out of the him. The type of punishment where he was shaving the poor guy's head. Yes, to look like Ron Washington is what I assumed he was supposed to be, but. Years before it was cool. Ron Washington is offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the theme of that was like, wow, these people's dads are horrible people. Yeah. Or not horrible people, but like they had not had the best father figures. Most of them were horrible had no, people, dude. Like, yeah, but had or had no father figure in their life because they were killed or like just had completely no, like, absentee. I think we're pretty safe in saying that they're all terrible people. All right, cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. They're all shitheads. Yeah. So, especially Dior Walker Scott's dad. Yeah. Holy shit. And it's one of those things where his dad almost didn't seem like he was repentive or, like, didn't realize, like, what he had done had physically... He doesn't give a shit at all. Physically or emotionally made an impact on his son and just cared about, like oh, well, why aren't you doing this shit? And, like, why aren't you making me proud? Or, like, why, yeah, aren't, you, the type of person, why aren't you using my benefits? Like, he's, bro, he's, I don't give a fuck about what you're doing. He's the type of person who, like, can never admit that he's wrong and yeah. never, like, try to improve as a person. He literally just he just thinks he's always right. Yep. He's the man of the house, and he can treat uh, the children and his wife and as... Whereas, however he likes, you know? No, quite literally. And it's shown in the scene where he, like... And, and it's, we have to point kitchen. out, Dior was at this college sleeping in his car. He's yes, literally homeless. Yeah. Literally homeless. Literally, they show him driving to an apartment complex to park his car and get in the back. Like, he's having to, like, kick bottles out of his car to get in, to, like, get situated in his, like, SUV to sleep in. Yeah. And then he's going and making, like, one-handed fucking catches in these games. Like, the dude... Dude, this guy went from... ass off, Okay, man. the... Like, the at the start of the season, or, like, a couple games in, they lost all their quarterbacks. So, uh, Dior, as a fucking slot receiver, had to move to quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. The most important position... And the hardest the to game. play. And did a really damn good job, actually, yeah. for like, the most like, part. K- 
kept them above water instead of like fucking chase or when he wasn't Cooper rushing it up. When like, he wasn't scrambling for his life because his line sucked. Yeah. Like okay, and another thing about this show, the football scenes. It was like actually watching football games. Oh and yeah. It was fucking awesome for so like quarantined. Ryan no. and Alex. Bro, we oh were, we were jumping up just going like, damn, motherfucker, no, yeah, we, got, we got into it. We were like, we really did jump off the couch yeah. when like they made plays and Multiple shit like that. Multiple times. Like, we were rooting like, for these guys. It was like, kind of like real. watching a Dallas Cowboys game. It was, it was fun, like, dude. Get fucking gone. I really hope like some of these guys make it to the NFL. I think Dior probably could. Dior could. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if New could. New could probably make like a second string somewhere in the NFL. If the XFL was still around, he would get a shot. For sure. But he would have to put in, like, so much work. I don't think he's going to do it. But if, if, like, and this is going to be kind of a conspiracy, not conspiracy theory thing, just a theory where it's, like, if the XFL was still around, they'd bring in somebody, like, new because of the popularity of this series. It's not a conspiracy at all. It's smart business. It's smart marketing business. You would bring somebody in that who would bring eyes and bring, like, a feel-good story and, like, trying to do something for his family, which that would be awesome because he works his ass off for his family and, like, New is just, like, a guy that you would like to hang out with and meet because he seems like such a nice person. Yeah. Um, and then there's RJ with a pedophile fucking grandfather and a fucking sexually abusing his mom, grandmother. That is by far the biggest left turn of the entire show. It is yeah. literally a hairpin turn that you just don't see coming. And it starts when she ta- he started talking about, like, she was using a hammer or something to like break her teeth out or some shit like something super fucked up that you just don't see coming i mean like the this was like not like epstein level of creep but pretty close the entire like the entire family story and history top to bottom is fucking really really bad riddled with alcoholism sexual abuse and pedophilia i mean the house was basically like the house he lives in was basically a sex party house yeah and everyone was swingers yes and they not only fucked everyone every each other's wives and husbands but they also fucked each other's children apparently because that happened in the house like you know uh they just didn't believe that it was it was wrong actually have sexual relations with children which which is the most insane thing to hear on a show yeah to basically be sitting there on your couch and just I mean, like, they I'm said watching that. a they football said show that. they like they quoted the man the grandfather when oh yeah fucking insane fucking it's insane wild. it's a wild part of the show so yeah. that's like the backstory of just four players yeah and i don't um, even think we talked really about the, the fourth, the kid whose brother goes to Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, his isn't, like... But he, like, his is still sad. Like, his is still a really sad... Did he die? The dad? Yeah, he was he was killed in a shooting. Yeah, especially since, like, you know, he, uh... I, I, it's really sad for them. Yeah. yeah. So, it was just one part of the... One part of the show where you had four dudes that you just find out have an insane dad backstory every single one of them yeah um and only one of them is still really around which is one well, no, no, two really new and dior's are still kind of around sort dior's of. is trying to force himself upon dior's life which he just doesn't want so he goes to fucking hawaii deservedly so yeah, <clears throat> yeah dude gets to go play in fucking hawaii that's like the best move any football player can make yeah, yeah we'll get to that dude we'll i'm gonna uh, yeah but yeah so but I, the one thing that I wanted to point out, and I was going to say it earlier, but um, this feels and is unlike any other Last Chance You season, and it tells you that within the first two to three minutes, where they tell you there's no dorms and there's no kitchen, there's no, yeah. there's not going to be a communal space where these players are all huddled together, or we're going to be able to do like interviews in their dorm rooms. This is going to be such a different feel from the rest of the season. And it tells you that in the first, like, five minutes of the show. And that just tells you. And then they do a completely different, like, intro song. And it's like, okay, this entire season is going to be different. And it is because you have a coach that's way better. And you don't have, like, 
inner team fights you have players who are legitimately like fighting to get where they want to be and that's why the raw emotion comes out uh-huh. where in other seasons it was just like okay these guys are fucking idiots or like they're just not doing what they need to do and they're just dumb on the field whereas like you can kind of feel the real stakes here yeah and the reason i think that is and it's also the reason why they highlighted these four players and their experience with their father was that this season it was the best season because they it had the best coach yes the uh this is like everything you wanted. A, this guy was everything you wanted a football coach. This coach, guy is like I got it wrong last time. I'm never <clears throat> ever gonna get this wrong again. Coach John Beam. Yeah. Boss. Dude. Yeah. So the reason they highlighted these four players is because this guy is a father figure to every single man on his football squad. Every. I mean. He, He's harsh as fuck. Like, he just does it the old school way. But, I mean... I never once felt like he was doing it from a place of malice. Never. And never to where, like... <clears throat> it wasn't something that, like, should never be said. Like, a lot of football coaches, like, will go over the line and say shit they really shouldn't. But this guy never did. Um, he knew how to, like, get up to that red line but not jump over it. And... These guys, like, you could tell they respected it. There was t- there were a few moments in the season where, like, you could see the, there was mutiny of Bruin. But, like, that, it, it quickly shifted. Like, he knows when that's happening. After 40 years of coaching, he can mm-hmm. sense that in a locker room. And he quickly turned the tide against that. And, I mean, by the end of the season, they were fucked. Like, if they hadn't lost their quarterback, they would have had a strong chance at winning another state championship. Like... <clears throat> They were humming going into the last two games of the season. They won their last two games handedly. And the only thing that happened was, like, another team won or didn't lose. And that's the reason they didn't make the playoffs. So, like, he he did such a great job. And, like, he makes this season, right? Yeah. I think, like, in all great organizations, like, it should – the morality and the principles should bleed from the top and like it's clear that this guy is coming from the right place has had the right um career path where he's learned clearly from great mentors how to do this he has 40 years of experience and he loves it more like i think he would probably admit he loves it more than his wife so like oh no for sure i think he says that at some point yeah so like he has everything you want of a football coach like i would be cool with uh the cowboys firing whoever fucking cheesehead asshole is mike running mccarthy mike mccarthy <laughs> and hiring mr beam bro hold up if they literally like fucking just like call the press conference tomorrow and we're like yeah Fuck Mike McCarthy. Here comes Jason Beam. John I'd, Beam. John, John Beam. Beam. God damn it! <laughs> I would storm the star in happiness, John dude. Beam. I'd lose my shit. Dude. We'd be the only two That'd people outside the first conference going, Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh! No, dude. I'd lose my goddamn mind. That shit would be hilarious. Yeah. It'd be awesome, too, because I know he would, like, literally... Make a connection with every player on that team, no matter oh how much God, money they dude. make, and then ha- he'd have them running through fucking walls. And it ain't hard beat. All those fuckers would be wearing beast mode on their back, and they'd be running through shit. You know, it would be like the, the you know, it would be the goddamn like perfection. I'm gonna team. call up Keith Robinson, and we're gonna get like a fucking you know GoFundMe change.org thing going. We're getting people signing up yeah, to have coach.org. But you know John what like? John Beam is Dallas Cowboys coach. Literally the best Fuck. squad. Who? John Beam head coach. Yeah. Assistant coach? Who? 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 Take a guess. Take a guess. I have no clue. Take a guess. Who? Jason Garrett. Oh! Bring him back, baby! Bring him back to run the I offense. love the red, but god damn it, don't let him be a head coach, okay? 
<laughs> I never knew you felt that way about Jason Garrett. I, I love the man. I love the dude, but not as a head coach. He's a pile of dog shit. Yeah, okay? he's a bad head coach. Um, but he's great as an assistant, and I think John Beam or – I mean, we need to stop talking about this. Coach Beam. Coach Beam, come to the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's going to do a good job. Mike McCarthy's going to do a good job. Mike McCarthy's going to do a good job. I'm going to print out a shirt as, like, John Beam and a Cowboys hat. Bro, I'm not optimistic. How optimistic are you about the Cowboys season? <laughs> Let's just get, like, not a... Not at all. Let's get a quick hit. A quick not at all? In our, fo- our last chance you segment? Yeah, I mean, we're talking football. No, because I don't think Demarcus Lawrence is going to be fucking playing. I don't think he's going to play. I think that completely fucks her. Okay, I'm not keeping up with it at I, all. Why isn't... Does he not have his he has like yet? a kid. He has a kid coming. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why DeMarcus Lawrence... Is he going to opt out then? Can, yeah. can they opt out? They can technically opt out. Okay, we don't have D-Law. What else? Um, our offense doesn't mesh as much as we'd like it to. We have like a completely new offense coming in. Like, I think that's fine. I think we're good there. I don't. Okay, carry like, on. You're gonna like you're basically relying on Ceedee Lamb, who's who's probably gonna be a good rookie. No, but dude, you're like, like relying on a rookie, and you're relying on Michael Gallup, who's a good receiver. Bro, Gallup, yeah. Hold on, you're relying on Amari Cooper, who sucks in half the stadium. Uh, you're relying on Amari Cooper for shit, bro. That's what I'm saying. Amari like Cooper you can't get off right. my team, like, like so, straight up. I, you know, I just. I think here's my thing. I love the Cowboys. I'm gonna trust in the Cowboys. Not really, but like <laughs> I trust in Jerry Jones. I don't like, at all. You can, <laughs> you can fuck off with your like, oh well, Jerry Jones has done shit for like Jerry Jones is. Jerry Jones has done nothing, football wise, in literally 25 years. 25 years. He yeah, hasn't 25 done. years. But like everything else he's done is doesn't matter if we won a goddamn Super Bowl. <laughs> it does matter. You no, know? it yes. doesn't, Ryan. The right, 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 right. What would get you more stoked that Jerry Jones has two billion dollars in like capital gains, or that we won another Super Bowl? That you get to watch them lift a Super Bowl. But what I, would okay. be better? Every, the Super Bowl would be better than everything, okay. but Jerry we Jones... We haven't done that. Okay, Jerry Jones has given us the star. No, no, He's given us no. A-Tain Stadium. Ryan, Ryan, He's given us, Ryan, like, a fucking... Ryan, one of the best sports franchises Ryan, in Ryan, the world. Right. What? Think about this. Think about this right now. How far have we ever gotten in the playoffs that you can remember? Second round. Exactly. <laughs> think about the ecstasy and the emotion... And everything that would go into the moment if we not only made it to the <laughs> NFC Championship, but then won the <laughs> NFC Championship, then got to the Super Bowl. Like, in a Super Bowl. Not just like, you're watching a Super Bowl, this is cool. The Dallas yeah. fucking Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. Can I explain? And then they win that Super Bowl. Can you, the can amount I of emotion that would go into that. Dude, you would go, that's way better than getting a star or a new stadium or a bunch of cool players. The amount of emotion through that entire journey first would off, be first way off, better. First off, I'm not arguing against that. It obviously is, yes. But... Max is scared. If the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, I have, like, bro, I would have to take a full week off, oh, like, yeah. that Sunday... I would already have taken the full week off. I've been telling my like whoever I work for, if I work for anyone, when this happens. If the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, it's like a yeah. week off. Yeah, like we would be in Vegas, bro. I, we would be partying <laughs> for a week straight. We would go fucking crazy, dude. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like it legitimately angers me, and like Philly fans are gonna love this. It legitimately angers me to think that they know what it feels like to win a Super Bowl. You know what really like, like, it, pisses me off? There's is that nothing more that makes me mad. They've won that. it like three times in our lifetime, but we're too young to remember it. Oh, yeah. Like, you should technically remember I mean, 95. We, were, we just moved to Dallas. Yeah, so like, right? it wasn't a huge deal. But, like, no, man. I And I wasn't so, allowed yes. to watch sports. It was so, you know. Okay, man. It like I cannot ever hear somebody say like, "Oh, there's it, there's stuff that Jerry Jones has done." Well, it's like, no, dude, we haven't won a Super Bowl in so long. Get us yeah. that, and I will think you're good at what you do. Well, I think, or just John, hire John Beam to come be our coach. I think I think he's an, an incredible person. Just, I mean, have you heard what Grammys had to say about him? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, our grandmothers yeah. met the man. He, he, she's, they, our grandparents met him here in Dallas. Dallas elites. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah. what should we give this Laney College season five of Last Chance You, Ryan? Okay, so how long have we been talking about this? Quite a bit. All right. Um, Max, careful. <laughs> Max, back up, dude. Uh... <laughs> four or five okay 4.5 i was gonna say 4.25 okay yeah all right it's we're, really we're pretty we're pretty uh yeah we're, we're in we're very synergized uh today yeah yeah tomorrow we'll probably beat each other's throats but yeah probably <laughs> but yeah no last okay to you yeah. on netflix great season go check it out uh thank you for listening to our ramblings yeah max you want to get in the shot come here bud What are you doing? Oh, we can't play copyrighted music on our. Okay. Two seconds. Anyways, we are going to talk about a crazy movie. Okay. Now, directed by Ludwig and Paul Shamajian. They are brothers. Whole milk kids. Drink fucking milk. Well, it's uh, for a bedtime snack. <clears throat> a movie by the Shamajian brothers. Brothers like us. Uh, it is called Retaliation. Really? Yes, dumbass, I told you that. Yeah, you definitely did it. Well, you I did. definitely fucking did. You did, did it. it was like two months ago. Then I told you. Anyways, the Shimajian brothers directed this crazy-ass movie. Great crazy-ass movie. Great, yeah, it's insanely good. Uh, called Retaliation. Over in the UK, it's called Romans. Yes. I like Romans better as a title, but... Where was this shot? Was this supposed to be in Ireland? <clears throat> or Britain? Or... Well, Ireland. I'm assuming Ireland. I think so too. I believe so. Probably should have looked that up. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, Anyways, mementos. So the movie is about a character played by Orlando Bloom who is demolishing a church because he works for a demolition crew, but he has also been sexually abused by a pope or by a priest. Uh. Not by the Pope, but he was sexually abused by a priest, and he has these, you know, obvious angers built up inside him, and he doesn't know how to express himself, and he doesn't trust anybody, and he has this on and off girlfriend who he is very emotionally abusive towards, and he's got a mom who doesn't really like accept him and uh, tells him all this shit. And he's going through life just not really understanding it. And then all of a sudden this guy who's kind of like a, a – he's a priest or he's this godly man whose name's Paul shows up and kind of starts to tell him that everything's supposed to be okay. And, you know, you don't have to continually hate what happened to you because this guy had been sexually abused by his father. You know, all this stuff doesn't have to make you be hateful or, you know, angry that person's going to have their own coming to them pretty much. And boy, did he. Yeah. So you have this guy that, you know, Orlando Bloom, all of a sudden this priest is now back in his city and it's the guy who had been abusing him and had completely fucked him up. Like all this shit going on. There's a scene about 15 minutes in that we were truly shocked by and yeah, it's least. just oh, a wild God. movie it's a great movie the shimajian brothers did a great job and orlando bloom absolutely fucking killed it yeah so you want to talk about that scene no i don't at all i don't think we should talk about that scene well i mean the, the movie's out like we can talk spoilers right i just don't i'm, I'm saying i don't want to i mean i think it's, it's hardcore i think it's I think we should. Okay. Well, do I mean, you want to? Ex- you can do you want to do spoiler? We're doing a spoiler. We're doing dude. spoilers for sure. Then yeah, we should definitely tell. I'm just them, uncomfortable like, talking about it. I'm not. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. We won't discuss it. Okay? <laughs> no, no, no. You, let's discuss it. You just explain what happens in that scene. Okay. Sure. Kay. I'll say. I'll, I'll explain it exactly how the character explains it himself. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> he rapes himself. Yes. He has a with a wooden uh, billy club. Yes. So he has a wooden billy club that he. Lubes uh, up. Yeah, lubes up and inserts to recreate what happened to him with the priest. As he looks at himself in a mirror. Yeah, yeah. as he's, yes. like, touching a mirror, staring at himself. Yeah. Um, 
see why intense. I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. So it is a it's a scene where about two minutes in, you kind of kind of see where the scene is going, and you're like, and in, you're like, not in your head, you're like, that's not what they're about to do, is it? And then thirty seconds later, you're like, oh, they went there. Cool. Like it is a wild ass scene, and it's only more wild because it's Orlando Bloom that is doing it to himself. Yeah, for real. And like <clears throat> when he like drops trout and is like staring in the opposite direction, he's oh, yeah, staring you at his like full bush. Yeah, I mean, what you you literally stare at his like full naked body from behind for at least thirty seconds. Yeah, it's quite a while. And then he turns and, around, and, and, and the whole time Alex and I are like, "Is he? What's he's he gonna, doing? He's doing what we think. Is he gonna do? He this? is. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. oh god, oh, legs going up. Yeah. And, oh Jesus wow, Christ! Okay, yeah. He turns around. Yeah, it's a weird fucking scene. And I wasn't almost, expecting it. It almost felt unnecessary for the rest of the movie, just like a shock type of moment to like really jumpstart you through this movie of like, there's something seriously wrong with this guy. And there's another scene like that where he punches his best friend and he breaks open a you know, car window. Mm-hmm. There are just these moments that are supposed to show his manic behavior of this person who has no control over like what has happened to him or how he reacts to certain situations. Like he doesn't know how to healthily express himself to other human beings because at 12 years old, he had something happen to him and nobody else could to him understand what had happened. Right. I thought it was a beautiful story because like the best part about it definitely was the character of Paul. Yes. And Paul is a character who is like briefly introduced. I, it almost the, the way he's introduced, like the kind of like uh, scene that happens, makes it seem like he's stealing from the church that um, yeah, Malky yeah. is demolishing. Malky is Orlando Bloom's character, and uh, so like he's really briefly like introduced, and then he just randomly and there's a scene where uh, Malky goes to kill the priest, but. Uh, the priest, oh, niece, yeah, the, niece. the niece runs up, and so he like drops the hammer and runs away. But you can tell that Paul is actually in the truck watching him do this, and he actually then comes back with the hammer to give it back to Malky and tells him his story that he had actually killed his father when he was 16 because his father had forcibly raped him since he was seven, and then he spent like nine years basically in psychiatric care as a result of that. Two years. Well, two years, we, two two years in state hospital, seven years in psychiatric prison, so nine years total okay. of a long fucking time, long fucking time. And in the last like few years of that, he found God and decided to become a priest. And anyways, this character is pivotal in making sure that I mean, literally, I think he is the main reason why Malky doesn't end up killing the priest. Because he was going to do it. Like, he was absolutely going to kill this priest uh, until Paul comes into the picture. And it takes, like, several different scenes with an interaction with Paul and Malky to convince Malky that he shouldn't kill this guy. And he even, like, gets to the point where he he forgives him. Um, Probably not in the way that he should have because, like, the guy ends up killing himself. Oh, yeah. In uh, front of his fucking niece. Yeah, so <laughs> let's bring it back to AA because we love talking about AA, right? Uh, what? The, the, okay, there's a uh, the step in AA where you go. This is how great I am as an AA member. The step you go like uh, admit your wrongdoings to the people you've wronged, right? Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a fun combo. Yeah, yeah. I you were the first and only, my friend. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. I know that. Um, yeah. Well, I, I did it with Ruxin, too. That's not true. Okay, not I was going to say, I thought you did it with Ruxin. Yeah. Um, what you're told when you do this is that you're not supposed to approach the person if you think it's going to cause more harm than... Uh, if it's going to cause any harm, basically, I think it is. If, if it's going to cause harm at all to that person, you're not that's supposed kind of, to do it. That's kind of bullshit, because it's like, if the harm is... 
doesn't outweigh the good of the situation or the good of the growth for the both people. It really doesn't matter. Like, the whole point of it Just is... Just no harm at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, like... Because it is any harm at all, like, it's more likely for... Like, because even if there, like, isn't any perceived harm, the person could take it the wrong way and it could devolve into a bad situation. So if the person... The sponsor and the person who's doing it, like... The sponsor tells them not to do it because they think it's a bad idea, and they probably they don't do it. And the sponsor's only gonna tell them not to do it if the sponsor thinks it's gonna cause harm. And like that's kind of it's pretty subjective, but like it's, so it, they, it is pretty obvious in situations. So and, when the, did you have that conversation with your sponsor before you talked to me? Yeah. yeah. Really? So what they say? Oh, so like with you. It was like a no-brainer, right? Because it's yeah, like that's what I'm assuming. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just interested, like, why? What <clears throat> What was the conversation like beforehand with your sponsor? Um, it was just like what, how exactly I was going to explain to you what the point of me having that discussion with you was, right? So like, yeah, because it's like you were the first person I did it with, and. I think arguably you're like the most important person to do it with. Um, like it was really important for him to like just explain how to do it, right? Okay, yeah. Like just because it was so important, just the process yeah, yeah, yeah. of doing it. Okay, yeah. And so like it was someone else. Like it was some like I don't know some like friend that I kind of hung out with that I was like you know felt like probably uh, could use a I can't even remember what we fucking called it. Um, An intervention. No, it's. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So it Anyways. Was, it was someone that, like, you know, someone like that. I would explain the situation. And if it was like, well, how'd you leave it? Like, oh, well, we left it because, like, I punched him in the face and he knocked me out and I got arrested. Like, okay, like, yeah, that. St- steer clear, bro. But it's like, oh, it's your brother and you'd really like to have a good relationship with him. Like, if yeah. we had left off with, like, me going to jail because I punched him in the face, he still would have been like, no, it's more important for you to, like, get over this. You need to fucking talk to him. Yeah. That kind of thing. No, for so, sure. So, with a priest, where, like, maybe after 25 years, the guilt of this might drive him to douse himself with gasoline and light and a fucking match. light himself on fire. At right. his niece's birthday party. And the niece is watching! Don't That's do that shit! Fuck, fuck do that. Don't do dude, that shit. Not only did you just, like, fuck yourself up, you fucked this other guy, you probably fucked, like, a bunch of other dudes. yeah, yeah. You just fucked your niece but, up too. Like, but that, that's like his irresponsibility. Like, is just shown in that scene where it's like he cares about nobody but himself. Yeah, yeah it's more wants, so much more on the priest in this situation. No, this he, is like, not, like he just wants. This like, is not at all alcoholic yeah, anonymous. No. Like, fucking but he just like deal. he wants to like he wants to take part and no, and none of the blame wants to cast aside all the blame and then like gives other people problems and it's shown by like the niece seeing that and being scarred forever. Like that niece is now scarred forever for what she saw. Yeah. That is another passing of like his responsibility from himself to somebody else. Like his death is not upon himself. It's now upon his niece who's like seen it. Right. That is such an irresponsibility and such a like low level of human. Now that you in say that, that moment. you know, like let's get some like deep into like some film theory here, right? Okay. Uh the two characters, the priest and Malky are, like, the perfect embodiment of, like, the yin and the yang of two different characters, right? Where the priest is, like, is supposed to be the good person, is the holy, like, representative, yeah. is supposed to be the, like, pillar in the community and, like, the good, the right? Leader. yeah. Right? The, the core of him is supposed to be good, but really the core of him, the, the most of him is, is evil. He's, yeah. he's clearly an evil person, right? And with Malky... Like, the veneer that he gives off and the, like, personality that he displays, you it seems like he's a bad person. But he's actually an ex- extremely dedicated, loyal friend. He's an extremely compassionate person. And, like, the, the entirety of him is good. With some very, very evil, but, like... But it's evil. The, it's evil. That's like wasn't really brought upon. Himself. Yeah, that's like that's a exact result of trauma, right? So that like that uh, contrast for, between the two characters is like, it, I'm sure to like film people, it's very obvious, but it makes it so satisfying when the protagonist 
you know, completes his arc, and you can tell that he is the good guy. Like, for the part of this movie, you might think that he is the bad guy. Oh, there's he, multiple moments where you're like, this guy is just emotionally abusive. Like, a he's, horrible not, person. he's like, not a good person, but it's like, all of that is wrought upon himself from because of other things and he could probably yeah. handle it better but like and we could have doesn't. a we could have an hour long conversation about like how childhood trauma affects uh adult behaviors right yeah and how like a perfect example the scene where he's in the hospital and he sees the kid yeah you know where i thought that was going Mm-mm. i thought he was gonna rape the kid hmm honestly because like there is a high like a high correlation between childhood being sexually assaulted as a child and turning into a sexual predator like it happens a lot yeah yeah yeah. so i was like oh god like i didn't i thought it was gonna happen a small part of me but i thank god it didn't no that would have been such a weird turn for this movie to like have him just become the truly awful person like right and you have to have some redemption story for this character. and that's why i love this character so much he's like it like it's kind of like a little bit like being an alcoholic or a drug addict where you know it's not even completely your fault and you know it's it's something that like you kind of have to deal with and like do a lot of work to get past but it's like it is you are like getting some redemption once you get past it and like figure your life out right and that's what he was doing like in his own really fucked up way he's figuring out how to get past that trauma and get on with his life and i think by the end of the movie like he did he seriously had some redemption and you can tell like i can i'm hopeful for his character for that character's future right yeah i think like he's going to hopefully learn healthy behaviors and help a healthy relationship with the with emma the his love interest in the movie with his best friend played his love interest is played by janet montgomery yeah new yeah, amsterdam yeah. nbc so that's why like i really love this movie because like there's that emotional connection there uh it, it was like the acting was phenomenal Orlando bloom did a fantastic job he has a whole scene with his dead mom that is just insane so you asked me like a part of the way through the movie if i thought he was overdoing it after seeing the entire movie like what are your thoughts on his his performance yeah i think there were moments where he was overdoing it a little bit okay but overall he did a fantastic job you know just acting out all the scenes there was a couple moments early on where he was like in his car with his mom where he was just doing a lot of different like weird facial expressions right that i thought were was just a little bit much but then when he was like the scene with his mom or like there's like monologue parts that he does he fucking just kills it yeah and so i mean while i thought that in the beginning i just became like okay stop thinking that just like watch the movie and see what he does and i got more into his performance yeah that never like took me out of the movie at all like i didn't think he was at all and like people with and maybe it's because maybe like legitimately maybe it's because like when i see orlando bloom i'm thinking just like fucking will turner and it's that's me being a fucking dumb movie fan the other thing is like he's portraying someone who's like like could you imagine the the daily and like just the anxiety he is having like trying to keep himself with going and killing someone like that level anxiety in a person like just there's no way you're not gonna have like weird facial t- like if yeah if no, i was like that like i would be only like you wouldn't be able to talk to me because i'd be so like zoned in on shit like so yeah i mean i thought he played the character no i think perfectly. he did a top like five performance of the year yeah yeah so and all the, the supporting cast was phenomenal the only person i didn't like was the mother the mother was kind of yeah weird. she was kind of weird but like his friend that was at the bar he was great he was awesome uh paul was was perfect oh paul was great the priest was the priest that looked like bill clinton yeah uh so no like everybody was great in this movie except for the bomb and it's just a great movie like it's a great hardcore intense drama that is not meant for the faint of heart beautifully shot like not like beautifully shot like typical beautiful but like very 
just it was a well-colored dark. cinematography. And the the audio was actually what really did it for me. But, I mean, there was it had a gritty and dark theme to it. Yeah. But that gritty and dark theme was shot phenomenally. Like, the and scenes they, with the Gothic church and the scene, mm-hmm. like, scenes in the contemporary church. Those were fucking cool, And they cool, used dude. music in a way where, like, there were scenes where normally, like, there's dialogue and they would have background music. And this just purposely kept it silent to add effect and it would have music in other parts that really necessitated yeah, yeah. a they, score of some sort. They would go almost into like a half speed mode where like it's a close up of Malky's face as he's like processing something that's just happened or is about yeah. to happen and then they shut off the background noise and anything else and just play like rhythm- rhythmic music and like you know the type of suspense type yeah just type thing yeah yeah, that phenomenal the pacing of that was perfection like they did he ludwig and paul did a great job of putting this together and i'm gonna try and get paul back on and it's gotten really good reviews like 82 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah um they did a really good job with this ryan and i talked about it before we agreed on the same score which we both said it at the same time up to ourselves and we came up with one score at the same time. What was it, Ryan? 4.25. So we are both in agreement that this is This movie. is a very, very good movie. Don't watch this with your parents. Um, it might get weird. Or tell them to watch it. That'll be hilarious. Don't watch this with your parents if your parents have given you any childhood drama. Yeah. Because it's going to... That would get ugly. Given you any crosses. Because there's a lot of Christian shit in this. And priests raping so people. Then, like... Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, definitely check this movie out. They did a great job. Uh, get ready for an emotional roller coaster. It's not a long movie. It's an hour and a half. Um, you can blow through it pretty fast, but it, it will stick with you for a while. But this has been a wild-ass episode. Yeah, it's I, been fun. I'm going to give... Can I give a shout-out? You're not going to give a shout-out to the fucking milk company are you no, no no i'm actually gonna give a shout out to the cow why the cow her name's willow oh she's willow from the cow dharma leah farm in sharon oh, springs new york new york delicious stuff willow thank you we don't do too well in new york so they can go fuck themselves no don't say that well actually <laughs> yeah new york can go fuck yourself they won't let us come there that's why uh, yeah seriously guys really like what did we ever do to you other than probably give you at a least corona. talk to us and ask us like where we're from in texas yeah like i mean <laughs> just that just be like hey are you one of the considerate texans yeah are you like, one of yeah. the ones with an iq over 100 oh, yes cuomo so anyways yeah <laughs> so, so let us take a gmat test or some shit we like we can't come to new york unfortunately but we can go to la and we can go to mountain view california and San Jose, California. Yeah, guys, let us know. Like, what is it doing in Mountain View, California during a pandemic? I'd love to come to Mountain View, California. I bet the golfing's phenomenal. In Mountain View, California? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> this has been a fun episode. All right. We talked some Tenet. We talked some Last Chance You, and we talked some Retaliation. Yep. We have some announcements to come up later this week. We were supposed to make them a couple weeks ago, but they got pushed because of Corona. Possibly. Oh, the, so the yeah. arrow person. Yes, the <laughs> arrow person, who was also in Black Donnelly's and who was also in Kingdom. If you want to look that up, you'll know who we're talking. And I swear to God, if you reschedule on us again, and we have to like, <laughs> yeah, it'll be our fault this time, I guess. But uh, we will announce that hopefully on Thursday. No, we, have... we can't. We're not. We can't announce it till Tuesday. No, we're going to... Oh, shit, yeah. Well, we could put it up, like, on our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram! Our Film Talks. It'll be up there before it's on the episode. We've got another announcement, actually, to make on Thursday, because we're going to announce another fucking person that we're going to be interviewing, because we just booked it today, and I haven't told Ryan yet, so... Yes! So, <laughs> we got some people that were super stoked to yeah, talk he, he, about. Yeah, Alex, Alex just told me who it is. I mean, you muted the mic and Alex told me, and 
It's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I yeah. we need to get some other people from on from that. Uh, if we can, if we can, I don't yeah, know if yeah. they're gonna don't let put, those don't push other it. people. No, they, they I'm just happy for the people that we'll get. Absolutely, to be honest, that would be yeah. fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited. Are we supposed to do that? Oh, uh, uh, you're off Thursday, right? You're home Thursday, right? No, you're yeah, no, you're 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 I'm gone Wednesday Thursdays. I'm I'm gone Wednesday Fridays, but this week yeah, yeah. but this week I'm gonna be gone Wednesday Thursdays. So we can do the thing Friday. Oh shit! I booked it for Thursday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll work it out. We'll figure it out. So we got some stuff to figure out, guys. But we got a great interview to come for you. Um, yeah. We got some fun stuff coming up. Furloughfilmtalks.net. <laughs> at furloughfilmtalks on Instagram. Furloughfilm on Twitter. Ryan, you got anything to end this one? No. Okay. Bye! Bye. Adios, amigos. Bye.